Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio live. We're going live, Matt. It's a beautiful day because I get to see your face not once, but twice. Yeah, in the afternoon this time, too. I'm, I have a huge glare. My, uh, where I sit at my desk gets a tremendous amount of sunlight at this hour, which maybe is why I tend to work out at this time instead of oh, uh, yeah. be at the computer because it's just so uncomfortable. Uh, so anyway, apologize for the for the very bright uh, reflection. Oh, no problem. You look good. It looks uh, you look alive. You got some nice glow glow yeah, to you. So I guess so. so. If, if uh, if people don't know, if people are listening to the Nomad Athlete Radio podcast once it's published on the feed, or if you're tuning in live right now and aren't used to seeing us, we do this every day. We do it every day at 11 a.m., but not Nomad Athlete Radio. We're doing uh, the Plant-Based Morning Show, which is a slightly different show. I think a little, little different, but we get to spend time together, and we get to spend time with a pretty active live community during that show. Yes, so we should make it abundantly clear what we are doing here. Uh what you can do if you're a Nomad Athlete Radio listener, first of all, we want to we want to resurrect Nomad Athlete Radio, right? It's too too good, too too long standing of a tradition to just let it go. Uh, Absolutely. Obviously, since we started this morning show, which is a daily weekday show, uh, we have not had the energy or, I guess, content ideas for Nomad Athlete Radio because we've so put so much into that other show. Um, so anyway, we thought, and what we want to do, this has kind of always been part of the vision, is be doing a bunch of live shows. Nomad Athlete Radio would be the second of such live shows. Uh, but it'd be cool if our brand turned into, our content brand turned into a bunch of shows uh, about different topics. It could not, might not always be me and you, Doug. It could be other people as well. Uh, you know, let's say we, we had a cooking show or a foodie show, right? It might mm -hmm. be one of us or not mm -hmm. the other. Certainly wouldn't be you on the foodie show, I think. We would, uh, nobody <laughs> would want to hear that. <laughs> um, I don't know, Matt. I don't know. <laughs> I think people might be more interested in my over overstuffed hamburgers than your very boring pizzas with no my, toppings. My traditional classic foods. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what you can do if you're interested in like, so we're going to keep recording Nomad Athlete Radio episodes in this live fashion, I think. That's the format we've become comfortable with. It's it's nice to get have people be able to be a part of the episodes and chime in live. Uh, the video just, I think, adds another nice element. Uh so what you can do is go to nomadathlete.com, sorry, youtube.com slash nomadathlete, and you can subscribe there and turn on the alerts and all that. And that way you'll get an alert whenever we do go live with the show so that next week or whenever we next do this, um, which may not be next week because I'm kind of on vacation then, but then the next, um, you'll get a notification and you can join in these shows live. It's not always going to be at this time slot necessarily. Uh, it may, but we'll just have to see how that goes. But anyway, you can do that. You'll also get the morning show notifications if you do that. Uh, hopefully, you don't view that as, as too big of a, a disservice to get that as well. Um, but that's what we're doing. We'll still put these out on the Nomad Athlete Radio podcast feed. So you can always just keep listening that way if you prefer. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't really know. Like I said, we hope to revive this show. I hope, hope we can consistently have content for it that's a little different from the morning show content. Mm -hmm. but uh, remains to be seen. But we're, we're in this spirit recently of just trying things and, and hope, you know, putting out content, assuming that's usually a good thing. So there that's might, what we're doing. Just, uh, you know, if you are a Nomad Athlete feed listener, um, then you, you might also be getting some non-Matt and Doug live shows, you know, interviews and things like that, like we've done traditionally for the last you know, year or so. 
Um, so there'll be things happening there that might not be happening on the live feed too. So subscribe both on the YouTube channel, YouTube slash knowing athlete and on the podcast channel. Yes. And one final announcement before we actually start the show, this content, um, the, the plant-based morning show took off, uh, in such a way, at least the community around the show did that. We started a discord server for that community. Uh, so if you want to join in that, it's actually really fun. There's a lot of people there and if, even if you can't make the live morning show every morning or listen to another podcast with it each morning, uh, you can welcome to join us over there. That's nomadathlete.com slash discord. That will redirect you over to the discord uh, where you can then join and, you know, just be hanging out with a bunch of plant-based people uh, who I think you will get along with. And what's uh, a discord, Matt? Discord is kind of like a Slack, kind of like a Facebook, kind of like MySpace page really is probably the best way to describe it. It's a MySpace <laughs> Yeah. No, I it's uh I don't I don't know. It's a it's forum, like, right? A web forum or yeah, yeah. You have different channels. We got channels we're talking about recipes and fitness and it's a community platform. A community platform. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, um what we're talking about today, Doug, just because it was easy, way, way to kind of ease back in, is what we've been up to. We talk a lot about food, of course, on the morning show, but we don't talk that much about fitness. We do from time to time, but we tend to move quickly past it into plant-based food topics. Uh, so we figured we'd just sort of catch up on what we've been doing with fitness. Um, what's working, what, if anything, not working, how it's different from what we've done in the past, uh, and just whatever. And, and if themes come out of that around habit change or sustainable fitness, which they might, cause that's kind of where my head's at a little bit more than it used to be, uh, then, then so be it. And that's, then that's a good thing. So, uh, you dug on Nomi Dathlete Radio, I, I think, I assume it was Nomi Dathlete Radio. You talked about this push-ups goal of yours must have been two, two three years ago right around new year's time yeah it was uh two years ago it was a it was a resolution of mine to do five pull-ups okay and it became quite the joke on the show uh i'm a little like not remembering how much of that was no me at the radio and how much is just the morning show because it's also a running joke on the morning show uh but you didn't get a pull-up bar that whole first year you you figured you would do it at the playground that's which right is a, just you know great fodder for jokes uh is imagining doug shirtless at the playground uh with kids running all around uh but anyway you were unsuccessful this year you have gotten a pull-up bar thanks to some cajoling and pushing from people um oh yeah i definitely got pressured into it yeah right uh so anyway i, I guess i guess let us know how that is all going and um and what else you're doing like fitness wise because i know you're still running that's kind of always been your thing uh but yeah, let's just, let's just start there, and then I'll get into what I'm doing, which is certainly different uh, a departure from what I had been doing. Yeah, so it all started two years ago. I made this pull-up challenge. You can do it. You're gonna have a cough drop on, huh? During this, you're gonna be eating a cough drop. I am. <laughs> it's better better than me coughing, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I can, I can spit it out. Um... <laughs> Um, oh yeah, no. So it all started two years ago. I was, I, I made a goal of five pull-ups. I thought I would do it more of an integrated pull-up style. Whereas if I was next to something that I could do a pull-up on, then I, like a playground, then I would, uh, I would, I would bring in the pull-ups at that point. But it, it really, it went nowhere. One, I was oftentimes too embarrassed to try to do it at the playground if there were other people around. So I would wait for a playground that was just me and my girls. And uh, let's face it, that doesn't happen very often. So, 
So, uh, so one, it was maybe happening like once a month or, or every couple of weeks that I would actually be doing the pull-ups. And then uh, two, it just, you know, I'm never going to, I mean, I guess it was that, the inconsistency around it. I was never going to reach my pull-up goal by only doing it every couple, every couple of weeks. So it became a running joke. I, uh, I, I kept saying I was going to get into it, and I never did. And that was really two years past. But this year, on the Plant-Based Morning Show, we were talking about resolutions. I revived that resolution maybe for the third time. And you started holding my feet to the fire as, long, as well as the community did around uh, almost every day or at least every couple of days asking me when I was going to buy that pull-up bar. And I drug my feet for a little bit, I, I must admit. It was a couple of weeks there where I delayed getting that pull-up bar. Um, but eventually I did. Well, kind of. I got rings. <laughs> I got, I got, got rings instead of a bar. And which it really, was gifted to you, right? And it was gifted <laughs> to me. That's right. Uh, by someone who listens to the show and knows how much uh, how much grief you were giving me. I think they were just didn't want to hear it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but the idea is, is super simple. And it is, I put them, uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see it. I, I put them right there, right next to my desk, two feet away from my desk. And Installed the I, ceiling. Installed through the ceiling with bolts in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And they are right there. I have no excuse. Every time I'm walking by, every time I'm going to the door, every time I'm standing up uh, or to go and get food or anything like that, not to do a couple pull-ups. And uh, I will say I don't do it every time. I, every time I get up. But the idea is that if I have something so close and so low effort as just doing a couple pull-ups, then I'm going to be doing it a lot throughout the day and getting stronger. And I will say... Uh, it is working. I am definitely getting stronger. I've been doing this for, it's been, I, let's see, I, I gifted them my birthday, January 27th, so it's been two months and uh, uh, of doing it every workday, most weekend days, being pretty consistent with it. Um, and uh, it is working. I'm definitely getting stronger, but I have not hit my, my five pull-up goal yet. But, it, you know, it's we're only through the first quarter of the year. I, I got three more quarters to to try to get there. Yeah, right. I, I predicted, I guess, uh, too quick of, of results for you. I, I think about two weeks, I said, after you got the rings, I said, in two weeks, you're going to be doing these five pull-ups uh, at a time without a problem. And uh, that proved not to be true. We, we actually, it's it's more like chin-ups, right? Your hands are facing you, your palms face you. Yeah, that's in right. a way. Yeah, that's right. So more like chin-ups. Um, this, is, this method you're doing is one that I really like a lot. Uh, we did a Nomad Athlete Radio episode on it that the name, unofficial sort of name, is Grease the Groove. And it's I learned about it from this guy, Pavel Tsatsulin, who you will know from uh, from my kettlebell stuff if you listen to all those old Nomad Athlete Radio episodes. Um, the idea is very different from like the do a whole lot at once and then take some days off to let your muscles recover and then do a whole lot again. Uh, it's It's pretty much the opposite. It's do every time you walk by, you know, this thing, do a few. Uh, never to the point of exhaustion, just a couple. And, and the, the kind of ideal would be three to five times a day, you do three to five reps so that you get a tremendous amount of reps in relative to, you know, what you might be able to do in, in one set. Uh, and you do it throughout the day so that it's never too taxing. And, you know, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't really, it's hard with the pull-ups maybe because you shouldn't, you don't want to exceed like 50% of your max effort. Uh, so if you can't do three pull-ups, then obviously three pull-ups is, is too many, uh, as a minimum for that yeah. sort of thing. But 
Um, you know, in principle, I think it's still a good, a good thing to do if you can find a way to adapt and do it. And some people would use like bands or things to assist the pull-ups at first, if you wanted to do that kind of method. So you've been doing something like that. Uh, you've been mixing in some other things as well. That's right. But I like the approach and, uh, it worked really well for me. Actually, Doug, what Holden was just asking my son, uh, cause he's into pull-ups these days. Cause we have a pull-up bar in he, our garage. He's in the pull-ups. We should, we should clarify. He's in the pull-ups because he thought he could faster than i did and sure enough he won he won this challenge he did he, he won uh he was asking me so i started doing weighted pull-ups which is like where you put a oh, little yeah. kettlebell on your foot and i'm not uh -huh. doing a heavyweight uh i do like the lightest kettlebell we have 15 pounds uh but it, you know it makes it harder and yesterday i got a couple sets of them and i was telling him about it and he said when did you get from like where you could barely get five or six which was not all that long ago to where you can do it with that and i said i think what actually started making a difference for me is when i got doing like a ladder kind of thing. I started doing two, three, five, two, three, five, two, three, five. And I started doing a bunch of those, uh, you know, in a workout, you know, I might do three or four of those ladders. And then from then I feel like that's when I got a lot stronger. So, you know, that you said you're doing some harder type workouts now, right. That aren't just a couple at a time. Yeah. Well, I'm doing, I'm using, uh, some bands and, and stools and stuff to like, uh, allow me to like really kind of max out what I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, something I love your take on this. So I can do five if I let go, like if I stop, like to put my feet on the ground kind of thing and mm -hmm. then start over, um, that transition, like, like going all the way down and then that, that dead hang and then pulling back up that transition, I can really only do it once successfully. And then I just, I have so much trouble, but if I, if I release and then start over again, um, mm -hmm it's, it's way easier. And, and so I, I'm, I'm, what I'm not sure about is if, if it's better for me to just release and be able to get better at doing more, you know, that five to make it 10 of those kind of like single pull-ups or chin-ups mm -hmm. or to really focus in on that, zero in on that, that transition. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think I do wonder like if it, if it's, I'm guessing it's not a grip issue, right? It's no. Grip tires. No. Cause when I do deadlifts, that's like the, limiting factor is grips. So if I set it down in between, then I can actually get a lot more. Uh, but is it that when you, when you do a single, you actually don't start from the very bottom dead hang position. Is that why it's easy to do that? Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. I mean, I try to, I try to, mm -hmm. but I'm sure that there's, there's a little bit of like, you know, yeah, a little bit of the momentum in there. Yeah. You know, I, what I would do, I would do ladders of like one, two, three, where you do stay on, but then you get that one by itself that you get to hop off for. Uh -huh. Then you yeah. hop on your two and then you hop off and then you do three. So that'll get you a little bit of balance. I think that might, that might work for you a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah. I am like, what I will say is, you know, I, I, it's anyone who listens to Domain Athlete Radio knows that I've never really been into any sort of strength, never been into weightlifting or anything like that, even a little bit into different kind of body weight stuff for a month here and a month there and, um, and kettlebell work a little bit when over the last couple of years, but, um, it has been, it's been really cool to have this kind of strength practice that is, is very simple, you know, kind of takes all the stuff that I don't like about strength training out of it. Cause there's not a lot of gear. There's not a lot of like grunting and maxing out and all that stuff. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, but it's still, you know, kind of using muscles that I'm not used to using and 
obviously have neglected for many, many years if I'm, you know, if I'm struggling this much to be able to do a couple pull-ups. And so I don't know, it's been, it's been a fun little challenge. Yeah. I, I think that is, uh, well, I like, I like what you said there about, uh, not having to do a bunch of grunting and maxing out because I really have come to think that that's not the best way to work out. Like, especially for this stage of life, like, cause I'm over 40 now you're getting close to it. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you acknowledge that? Doug? Are you, are you in fact getting close to it or are you still in denial? Oh, I mean, and I mean, I'm years away from. Are 40. you mid thirties still? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, okay. Um, then I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like this guy Pavel and some other people like uh, Dan John is another good fitness writer that I'm I've gotten into recently. Uh, they really say like that you should not be training to failure for the most part. For most people should not be. Uh, there, there are just two there's too much risk of injury. There's too much risk of burnout. Uh, and the, the benefits of doing so, they're really not that great. It leaves you trashed for several days after that. So that should you need to actually use those muscles for some time, you don't have them all your strength at your disposal for one thing. Um, but just in general, you know, the injury thing, especially, <clears throat> and for me, the burnout is a big one. Uh, so, so Dan, John, uh, he, I think I, we did a Nomad Athlete radio episode. I know I wrote a long email about this around, around the Thanksgiving time, I think, uh, about this thing I was doing where the goal is increase your one rep max, but you don't actually do any one rep max work to do it. You do all of your stuff with like sets of fives, uh, okay. and you always do them at like 70 to 80% of what you could do it at that day. So you're never getting anywhere near failure. You're never missing a rep because it's just not hard enough to do that. But you get stronger and stronger at the amount you can do keeping that uh, criteria that you're not getting anywhere near failure. You could be able to do that at more and more weight. And then, you know, sure enough, if you actually test the one rep max before and after, uh, it, it'll go up. I mean, you're getting stronger by all measures. You're just doing so by, by strengthening or by increasing the amount you can lift in this five rep without failing range. And I, I've just found it to be such a more approachable way of working out. So I, uh, I can jump into what I'm doing now and then we can circle back. Cause I do want to hear what you're doing with running. Um, yeah. at least as far as how you think it fits into, to fitness for you. Um, but I, so I was doing stuff every day for the first month of this year. That was, that was one of my new year's resolutions. I actually did it for the purpose of the morning show. Really. I just wanted to have something fun to, to, you know, commit to and talk about. Um, and I had never really done a workout every day, just like with, with running, I had always sort of naturally assumed you have to have a day off. Like it's just the, the, the you know, conventional wisdom says you take a day off. You don't want to exercise every day because your body needs one full day where it can just recover in a week. Um, and it turns out that's not really true. Just like it's not true with running. It may not be the optimal way to train depending on what the goal is, but there's no reason you can't do something. And it's probably much more uh, closer to the way we, we evolved to, to like, you, you know, you don't, yeah. you probably didn't have many days when you were just completely sedentary when you, uh, when you lived in a cave. Uh, would be my guess. So anyway, um, I was doing that for a while. I got because I got interested in in barbell training. I got I got a barbell. I got some was just doing deadlifts in the first bit of January, and then I said I need to get a whole rack and actually you know be able to do bench press, squats. We moved into a house this year for the first time we've owned a house in in a while, uh, at least one that we live in, and so. I was able to get a gym, which like, I mean, it's kind of cool to have a home gym. I never had that before. I've just been doing kettlebell work, which is like really nice and, and practical for any home situation, really. Right. Um, 
but to be able to have a whole barbell setup is is really cool. Like I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have to wait for people to be off of the bench or you know be all. So for, first of all, eliminate a lot of that stuff, that friction, that is in some ways a negative. I know there are some positives about going to a place where people are, but uh, you know it's really nice just to be able to go do it in the afternoon when it gets too sunny at my desk. Uh, so I started doing that, and I found a program by this guy Pavel that I that I like a barbell program, but it's only four days a week. It's not every day. Um, but the, the mindset is still pretty much the same. You test your stuff at the beginning, figure out what your one rep max is from there. You figure out what should be your five rep max. You test that all this stuff and you keep track of it. And then from there dictates exactly what weights to lift in a five week put five week progression that is designed to get you to be able to do five sets of five at a weight that you on week one could only do one set of five at. So that's what it's, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I'm approaching week, week five next week actually will be week five. You do the four big lifts, bench press, shoulder press, squat, and deadlift. And then there's this auxiliary stuff that you do. Optionally, you add in different things like the pull-ups or whatever. Um, but it's been great. It's just been, it's been a totally different way. Like there's no sets of twos or threes or supersets or really nothing really close to failure. As I get near this week five, when the, when I'm getting near what, what was the goal, you know, it's possible that I will fail on the fifth set of five or something like that. Uh, but you know, it's not, uh, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. It feels like I'm, I'm doing my kind of right where you're supposed to be. And then after this, a couple more weeks of like, I think there are two weeks where you actually do reduce the reps to like twos and threes. And then you test one rep mass again to see if you've, you've moved it up. And then from there you just reset and, and do it all again, but you can swap out different exercises and things. So it's, I don't know if, if it sounds complicated. It, it's really probably the most, one of the simplest like barbell training things I've done ever, uh, which is totally appropriate for me right now. And especially the, the, like you said, like, I don't really, I don't know. I, maybe some people at certain times in their life crave that like feeling of just going and challenging themselves and maybe failing, um, getting that pump from just being exhausted to, to do everything they could. But most work days, like it gets the afternoon, it's time to work out. I'm not not feeling like I need a huge, massive challenge. It's more like go do something that feels like recreation uh, and feels yeah. good to move. So I don't know. It's been working great for me. And that has been like a, a really big difference in just how I train in general. Because like when I was in college and when I was last doing any kind of barbell work, especially, it was all about the failure thing. And then I started training with running and got into the Boston qualifying and that had still plenty of like hard efforts to failure. But then I got into ultra running and it was much more about long, slow distance. Certainly you could do speed work if you wanted, but I didn't do much of it. Um, and so I, I feel like this type of strength training has sort of ported that mindset um, over to strength training. And I don't know if that's a good thing when I put it that way, it doesn't sound quite so appealing. <laughs> you know? Uh but it helps me that that a lot of people are saying this really is the best way to train. And from what I can tell, it's been the most sustainable way to train. So like it, I've been doing it now between this and kettlebells, uh, I guess coming up on, on two and a half years now with some breaks here and there where I just, you know, get out of it for a bit. But uh, that's, that's pretty unheard of for me to, to be working out that consistently yeah. for that long. So <laughs> I, I have to imagine that the, the, the sustainability around this no failure sort of thing uh, is a big part of that. Are you seeing some, are you seeing gains with the kettlebell or not the kettlebell, the barbell stuff? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing exactly the gains you're supposed to, right. Where I'm like approaching mm -hmm. this fifth week of, and 
if things go as planned, I'll be able to get five sets of five next week in each of those lifts of the amount of weight that I could only do one set of five at the beginning of this program. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good increase. And, and as we've talked about a little bit on the morning show, um, I, I'm just like, you know, it's nice to, to get physique improvements, I guess. Uh, not, not, I guess it's nice. I mean, yes, it is nice, but, uh, I don't know. Somehow the, like getting stronger, like it just feels more like a sport. If the goal is to get stronger, uh, I, I just really like being able to measure it in that way um, rather than like put on X amount of pounds or whatever like that. It's just, it just, I don't know. I, I just like this a lot better. It just feels more like a, like a legitimate sport. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know, I think it, I think it, you know, you're talking about not being interested in that, uh, that daily kind of push to failure type of mindset or that, you know, really getting pumped all the time or maximizing each, each and every workout. That is something that resonates with me significantly, you know, transitioning a little bit now to my running, which is something I'm still actively doing. Um, that that's really basically exactly where I've kind of landed with my running, you know, for years, for six years, five years, I would run four or five ultra marathons a year. I was training very consistently training pretty much all the time. Um, I ran my last, or I ran a, an ultra marathon. Uh, I think it was a 40 miler mental challenge on February. Everything shut down a couple of weeks later for COVID. And that really like kind of halted my, my racing. And I never have really gone back. I've run one race since one ultra since. Um, and, uh, it was, it was 50 K and I ran it with some buddies. Um, and I never really have gotten back into that consistent training or that consistent racing, I guess I should say that I was doing before that. And, and I, and I've really like wrestled with what that means, both for like my identity and also like what happened, like, why was it, why have I kind of let that go? Um, and what I, what I'm coming to understand right now in particular, and it took a while to kind of process this is that, that, that level of like training where I was pushing myself with long runs, worried about pace and worried about speed and, and time and distance and all that stuff. Just, I felt, I mean, it, it you know, it worked for me for many years, but it, it is not something as of, I don't know if I've gotten older or if it's just, uh, I'm just in a different place in my life, I think. And I've kind of gone through that, that part of, of that phase, that uh, season of my life, at least for now, I'm, I may come back to it. I'm sure I'll come back to it. But, um, is that what's way more attractive to me now is, is, is still enjoying the running and still enjoying some racing and adventures and things like that, but doing it in a way that is, uh, is, is more about the having fun or, or I guess more about like where it can take me, where that kind of fitness and level can, can take me. And so, I mean, the past couple months have been an exploration and fitness for me with between mountain biking and different types of running and, you know, the other day I played tennis and the other day I spent an hour on a, on a rowing machine and I've never done that before. You know, and I had some guy kind of coaching me how to, how to row and just kind of like experimenting with different things, um, in, in different ways to stay fit and to get fit and to get stronger and to get, uh, you know, where I feel like I can, I can kind of still go on these adventures. And, and that's, that has become a bigger priority to me, to me than, um, than hitting a certain, pace or, or going under a certain time during a race. And, 
Um, and you know, I'm not at all putting that down. I mean, I think that that was a huge part of my life for many years. And I think that it's awesome if, if that is your motivator, but that's like not my motivator right now. It's kind of this more sustainable, like how can I be really healthy? How can I be fit? How can I still go on these mountain adventures that I love and still be part of this race community that I love? Um, but not be in that constant training mode that I was in for so long. Yeah. I, I wonder how much of that, um, is a sort of burnout, even if it's not talked about as such, like, I don't mean to say that you stopped liking running. Um, but like, I, I guess it, it feels sort of lame to like, be like the two guys who are saying, well, we, we used to do all this hard stuff and try to train for things and achieve goals. And now, you know, now that we're older, we just slow it down a little bit and do stuff where we won't get injured and like, you know, just yeah. do. So it, that's part of it. But I wonder like how many people are the people who aren't pro athletes who like make that phase, that hyper competitive phase uh, last for decades. Like, are there a lot of people yeah. who do that? And maybe there are. Uh, I'm also curious about people who like pick up sports at a, at an older age, um, older than, you know, say 20 or 25, uh, like, do you have some amount of years of, of that in you in any new sport before you get to the point where like, you know what, I just, it's just not worth it. Like, I don't, I don't need to, you know, be bent over gasping for air at the end of a track workout when I could, because like I said, that makes you then less able to do stuff in the, in the day after or the hours after. And I think I tend to like feeling like really good and energized and strong all the time. Like it helps you. I don't know. Yeah. Especially yeah. with getting older, it, it feels good to like that's one of the big reasons to to want to work out at all is that you, you it's great to feel like you're mobile and stronger than ever or whatever like it's it's great um so i don't know i just i just wonder how much of that is uh like not something to feel like it's too bad we don't have that anymore or is it is it just like what what happens like you just get kind of yeah maybe not more's not the right word but like you just get tired of doing that same thing yeah. yeah i mean i think i think it's probably a little bit of both right i mean like uh i mean it, but that the really the the not what i've come to like for a while it was why am i not motivated like that anymore why am i not interested in this type of stuff that was i was super interested in for so long and was really a big part of who i was and and what i talked about and what i did I was in my days, you know, like, why is, why is that not so motivating for me anymore? And I wrestled, I mean, that you know, was, I really struggled with that um, for a while. And I think now, now what it is, is I'm coming to terms, I'm, I'm understanding exactly what you were saying, I think a little bit better of like, okay, if I can, if I can keep maintain a level of fitness, but still then, um, you know, be able to go on my workout, go on my run and come home and play with my kids and not be totally wiped out. Or uh, I can still, you know, go out with some friends the night before a run and it doesn't totally disrupt, you know, mean that I won't be able to hit my splits that I want to do and hit my training that I want to do and all that stuff. And, and, you know, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like I still like to push myself. There are times when I want to run hard and I want to breathe hard and I want to kind of hit my max. And, and, and that, that's great. Like I want to embrace those days too and get excited about those days, but not force those days. Um, and instead like, I don't know, prioritize running with my friends. You know, I do once or twice a week um, running with this group of guys, you know, and prioritize that where it's not always the fastest that we could run. It's not always the hardest we can run, but it's way more fun than, than if I went out by myself and just ran as hard as I could. Mm -hmm. 
Um, a couple people are here live who we haven't shouted out or acknowledged at all yet. Um, first, it was just Mr. Jeffrey, you know, 20 things in a row uh, by himself <laughs> before he was joined by some people, which is good. Uh, he's a regular on the morning show, uh, the most regular on the morning show, really. And then uh, Anne-Marie has, has chimed in here and said, that's how I felt after I finished an Iron Man. Great topic. I'm not sure what, uh, ex what exact point she's referring to. But uh, I'm surprised. Emery's another regular. She's never told us she did an Iron Man. I know she's oil free no. and sugar free and very. I, I don't know if restrictive is a fair word to use, but uh, very, very uh, serious about her diet. Um, and I kind of feel like Iron Man is almost one of those things where it's like, how do you tell the vegan at the dinner party uh, joke? Like, don't <laughs> worry. Like, how do you know the Iron Man? Well, don't worry. They got a tattoo of it all over their body, so you can't possibly miss that. Uh, but Emery has kept that under wraps for a long time. So yeah, uh, that's right. So cool. We're not, we're not the <laughs> saying that at first. The first you know six months we've known you, uh, but that's good. That's amazing. That's a great achievement. And then Sarah Slemp, another regular on the morning show, says I'll be forty this year, and it's hard for me to want to feel worn out after a workout. Um, and and that one, I'm I, I kind of agree. Uh, I usually don't want to feel, I certainly don't want to feel that as often as I did, or maybe I don't have a goal that motivates me. Like I was when I was uh, whatever I was 27. Um, and every time I'd feel exhausted, I, the meaning of that would, would, to me would mean I'm closer to this goal that, that, you know, it's pretty hard to do. Um, yeah. I, I went through this period and I talked about it plenty on nobody athlete radio last year from January to March or so when I was doing this CrossFit style training, actually it might've been more like November through March um, where I was doing that CrossFit style train for long runs, CrossFit endurance without doing long runs, train for ultras, marathons, et cetera. Uh, I managed to do an ultra marathon that was, I think, I think I got 29 miles done or something in a timed race. And then I did a marathon that was really hard and I did not go well at all. Uh, took me, I think, I think over four hours, maybe I was just under four hours, but it, that's, that's the slowest I've run a marathon in a very long time. Um, and it just, you know, was surprisingly difficult. But it was it was fun to do that kind of CrossFit stuff. Like I had just been a, a CrossFit uh, denier, I guess, for a long time, saying like I don't want any part of that. It's just not my style of working out. It seems like you're going to get injured, and and you know the paleo vibe that came with it. It just wasn't my thing. Uh, but I did this thing where like all the workouts for a month, and there were some days off here there. But it was a lot of like, you know, ten pushups followed by. 30 sit-ups followed by X number of pull-ups. I don't remember. And then run three minutes hard. Yeah. And then repeat that thing as many times as you can in 22 minutes or some, something like that. Um, it was a lot of those workouts where you immediately get into that anaerobic state, lactic acid buildup. Um, and I will say like, it was really, it felt good. Like it was fun. Like I hadn't done this stuff in a long time and it felt good to be able to do this stuff. Cause I'd been training kettlebells for a while. Uh, like I liked it and, and it really, it wasn't, it wasn't like you had to do that stuff for 45 minutes. Like I said, it was 20 or 22 or sometimes 16 and you just go hard for a little while and then you're done and you do feel that way, but then you also feel a little bit of a pump and, and good about it. Um, yeah. but looking back, like it didn't last long. It lasted those, whatever it was, four months maybe. And I don't think it is sustainable. It's just not, not for me. I don't know. I'm sure there are people who make CrossFit last for a long time. Um, sure. but yeah, it just like I felt it was interesting test period. Like it was fun. I appreciated it. I liked feeling that worn out feeling because it felt like I had really done something. Like Tabata sprints were a four minute workout and you just kill yourself uh, 
on 30 second intervals for four minutes. And like, you wouldn't believe how terrible you feel at the end of that. You've probably done it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, as, as much as it felt kind of good, like I didn't keep doing it for long. Cause it's just, I don't know if you can certainly not as long as I've done all this other stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I, well, I, I mean, both for like the mental side of it and before burnout, but also, I mean, the physical, I mean, obviously people train CrossFit for many years and, and don't have major injuries. Some of them do. Um, but you know, but I think like, uh, if you're always, if you're consistently running to max over and over again, you're going to get injured. I mean, eventually, I mean, you're just a ticking time bomb for, for that to happen unless you're you do following a really strict training plan that the calls for it. But, um, <clears throat> but I mean, you know, like, like you said, I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I like feeling pumped sometimes. I like feeling exhausted every now and then. And I, and I quite like the feeling of a long run where you come back and you're just totally beat and your legs are kind of throbbing a little bit and you're, you just feel like you've really, you feel real accomplished and you feel like you've really kind of done something very cool that day. Um, and so that's why I, I am integrating racing back into my life this year. And I have some race goals. I've set some race goals. I've also set some kind of self-supported adventure goals. Um, my first will be next month. Uh, and, um, and I'm, I'm very pumped and excited about those things. And, and I'm hopeful that this, uh, this, kind of more free spirited training that I'm doing. If, if you can call it that, it encompasses more than just running, but some road cycling, mountain biking and other, you know, activities, uh, will, will still allow me to be physically prepared to do that without totally killing myself. But, um, but kind of make it a little bit more sustainable so that I can have those, those, uh, those kind of tough days and, and races and push myself in one way, but also do it in a way where I'm, I'm not, dreading a run and if i am dreading a run then i'm doing something different instead you know yeah totally nice not to dread things i don't i don't I, man that's what i'm tired of dreading things too old to be <laughs> dreading things deliberately yeah, doing it. <laughs> yeah. uh by the way my phone is pretty close to dying here so if you're on instagram uh it it may go pretty soon i always charge it before the morning show or make sure it is but then i forgot all about doing it before an afternoon show so uh if you if you want to be there for the last few minutes of this conversation. It's youtube.com slash athlete where you can jump over from Instagram uh, to, to catch us there. Hey, we got a Twitch viewer today. That's good. Uh, right. Appealing to the, to the gamer crowd. Um, yeah, last thing I have to say about it in sort of closing, it, it remains to be seen, I guess, for me, like if this will be effective in, in like letting me get way in way better shape than I've ever been before in the old manner. If, if that happened, I would say this is like true best of all worlds to me. And I think it might, because like I said, at the beginning of this, I've never worked out as an adult, like, you know, with me with running, I would get a race done and then I'm just out for like two years because I just don't want to do it anymore. And, yeah. and that was my running life really. And especially after I, you know, knocked out a few goals that I had, had really motivated me. I just couldn't sustain it. Um, and, and like, it's not an easier to sustain hard, you know, barbell or dumbbell or any kind of weight training. I've been through periods like that as well as an adult after having been a runner um, where I went really hard, you know, every single day, hard workouts for three, four months. And then, and then it petered out because that's pretty much what happens in my experience. If I go hard for that amount of time, um, the, the huge difference here is that I haven't had that. I've had some periods that I've taken, you know, a month off in the past two and a half years, but like 
that's that's the extent of it. And even during that month off, it's not usually totally off. Uh, and I think it's because I don't have that feeling. Like a workout doesn't have to be 45 minutes of just hard stuff. For a while in this little daily streak I was doing, when I had just gotten the deadlift bar and I was had had, I think I didn't do much in like the month of second half of November into the first half of December. Had had, you know, essentially been off of training. Um, it was okay for me just to go out and do a set of, I don't know, maybe two sets of five deadlifts and some pull-ups. And like, that's okay. It, it only takes seven or eight minutes, but it's something. Because after two or three months of that, like you're in a lot better shape than if you weren't doing that stuff. So I was fine sure. with doing those small things. Um, and, and now it has led into this much more formal plan than that, where it's very specific what I'm supposed to do four times a week. But it's still, it just, it's just never exhausting. I'm never walking around. Like even when you described the feeling at the end of a long run, where like you're pretty trashed for that day. And like you kind of then just lay on the couch because you've earned it. Now the kids I know change that, that plan sometimes. Uh, but you get to sort of do nothing because you, you've earned it and you feel like it. And every time you get up, you, you're kind of sore and you, you're reminded that you did something really hard that day. I haven't had that feeling in a really long time. Uh, I kind of miss little parts of it. But you, hearing you say that made me think like, wow, like I don't, I don't ever feel that way with working out. But even mm. with deadlifts and squats, like I don't have the day where I can't walk around like I used to after doing squats because it hurts so badly, your hamstrings and everything else. Um, and because of that, there's this level of consistency that I've just never had before. And I think I'm going to be able to do things I haven't done before. Uh, when I was in college, I got up to, I think I was bench, I benched 225 a couple of times. And that was my weight and a half. And I was extremely proud of that because I'd worked at that for a long time. Um, I have no idea if I'll get there again, but I'm just saying it here now as, as a time to mark this moment, because if I can, then I will, I will say, you know, this is, there's really something to this. If you can get stronger than you were in college by working not nearly as hard, but you get to keep doing it, you know, over many years instead of over three months before you burn out. Yeah. So we'll see if that works out. Uh, but I'm able to do a lot of things that I haven't been able to do ever. Uh, certain movements and things just from the daily repetition style of training. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'll keep, I'll keep checking in with these things for sure, but I'm, I'm optimistic right now. I mean, I think, I was listening to a, a podcast episode, Rich Roll and Mike Wardian, friend of the show, Mike, for, friend of our show, Mike Wardian. Um, and and friend of the show, Rich Roll. Don't forget Rich. We got to shout friend that out. Of, friend of uh, Rich Roll's show. Can't let Mike. that go. No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, Rich is our friend. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Two just of our clear. Rich is our friend. Right? Let's make, let's just like, <laughs> yeah. if someone can type that in, we can, we can put, pin it up on the screen. Our buddy Rich and our buddy Mike Wardian <laughs> yeah. were sat down together, and I just happened to be able to hear the conversation because it was recorded. <laughs> and <laughs> and one of the things they were talking about, which really resonated with me, you know, Mike is uh, like I don't know, upper forties, I think. He's he's an older guy to be competitive, so competitive uh, with his running still. Um, and uh, one thing that really resonated with me is that he just he he has this. Uh, um, thirst for like exploring different types of activities. You know, he's like really into pickleball and he's really into different like body strength stuff. And, uh, and, you know, and I don't, like, I just like a whole bunch of different physical, he plays lacrosse well in like an adult lacrosse league. And then he's also a competitive professional runner. And, um, and that just, that really resonated with me as like, as I'm getting older, like, obviously I'm not going to be a professional runner. Uh, I'm not going to be a competitive runner. Um, but like, how, how can I, how can I just be a really active person overall and still like maybe have my focus be the running and be competing at that, 
but um, just be like, if I get an opportunity to play tennis with somebody or, or to, you know, pick, do you want to pick up soccer league or something like that? Like take it and have fun with it and, uh, and then see, see where it goes. What you were saying. So like about not, uh, well, when you, you want to be able to, to, you know, do a lot of stuff as opposed maybe to having a particular thing. Like I want to absolutely be a running champion or something. Um, Cause when I turned 40, I wrote about this at length on Nomad athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like in really bad shape. It was, it was, I think it was the year of COVID. Yeah. 2020. Um, and I just had, you know, had like a lot of people gone six, seven months doing almost nothing, eating way more than I usually would eat. Um, and you know, one of my, my low points as far as fitness went and I forget what it was exactly that I, you know, triggered it. But I said, like, I'm turning 40. It's a shame. I'm not in good shape. Like that kind of sucks to be hitting this milestone birthday where like, you know, you start to think of yourself as getting older and to say, wow, like I'm really just kind of a picture of getting older and and out of shape. So I thought what I want to do is when I turn 50, be in really good shape. Like that would be a cool thing to do. And I feel like 10 years, enough time to like totally transform my fitness more than enough time, uh, hopefully. And I pictured what, what that meant. And what I actually pictured was like, not like you said, not like winning races or doing any great feats, but it was like, you know, having fitness be part of my life so that I went and played tennis or not that I'm not into gardening, but like, you know, could, could be active and doing stuff like that outside or go skiing a lot or like, you know, just be someone who does active things, which when I was a kid, that wasn't my picture of a 50 year old. You know, I, I thought 50 is old and you, you have white hair and you have a cane and like you're, you're basically <laughs> done. <laughs> uh, and I thought, what, if, what would be cool like to, to be the opposite of that? Sure. Yeah. And, and that's really kind of what, I mean, it got me going for sure. And I, perhaps that's what has, has dictated this different mindset towards it. Um, you know, just like if, if the goal is to be able to be really active uh, and, and be like, have, have fun doing fitness. Um, it just changes a little bit your philosophy as far as the training goes. Uh, so I, I share that sort of aim. And I think probably a lot of people, as you get older, uh, that stuff does become much more bad, right? Longevity, yeah. Uh, just being able to be active, being able to do stuff, uh, seems to become much more of a priority than, than winning anything, whatever. Not that you can't have both or can't have some, some bit of that. Uh, but I totally get it. And I, I don't think it's better than the other way. It's just, it's just more appropriate now for this stage of life with kids and, you know, yeah, different right. time constraints, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're on the same page in, in many ways. Uh, it does, you know, it does mean that you don't have that like kind of big crazy sub three hour marathon or sub four hour marathon or sub 24 hour hundred miler goal you know that that i think both of us really attached ourselves to for many years um you know like being able to lift a certain amount maybe as a goal but kind of a long-term goal right or uh you know for me getting back into racing is a goal um but you know i'll probably be doing it The, the goal will be to not like hate myself the whole time, you know, mm-hmm. not to, not to finish under a certain amount of time. Right. And, um, and that, that does, you know, it's, it's a different mindset it's, It in, you know, in some ways it does feel kind of a little bit lamer, but, um, you know, but I think, uh, I think it's, it's more sustainable, like we're saying, and, and it can mean that you're having more fun doing other stuff that you probably wouldn't be doing if you were only singularly focused on, on a certain time. goal. Yeah. And my argument, which we will remain to, to see whether or not it's true, uh, 
is that perhaps the sustainability will actually lend itself to achieving some things that you might not have been able to before. Uh, yeah. You know, who knows if that would, ha if that will translate say to running, but for me, it might've, right. Had I been able to run consistently for the 15 years that I was serious about it, instead of so inconsistently where I'd be off for six months at a time, uh, I would have been a lot better, right. I would have done some different things for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, probably been injured less and, and, you know, you know, there's a, there's a cumulative effect to going out and getting those miles in and not taking six months off. Uh, same with strength training, which is my, my hope this time. So yeah, I mean, no, I'm not here to say at all that I'm going to be training for the next 10 years without stopping. I have no idea. I, I, I might hit, hit a wall with that too. And then want to come back to this other much more exciting, perhaps side of, of really going for it. Um, you know, I don't know, but, uh, but that's where we are now. And hopefully people have gotten some value out of this. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, in any case, we are we are back with Nomad Athlete Radio. Uh, like I said, I don't think we'll be able to do an episode the next week. I'm trying to take a whole week off of these kinds of things uh, just because we've been at it for, I, I mean, we must be at 120 shows in a row now of barely missing a weekday, maybe maybe four or five skips the entire time we've done it since since August. Uh, so, you know, a little, little break would be nice. Uh, but I think after that, we'll, we'll have some, maybe we'll have another uh, uh, an interview or something that we'll play next week. I'm not sure quite exactly what's what the plan is but anyway one more reminder go to youtube.com slash athlete click on the subscribe button click also on the alerts button that little bell to turn on alerts so that you get a notification when we go live um maybe you can join some morning shows if not you can join us in the afternoon which is when we will typically record this show uh and i you know i think we'll try to get one up per week still hopefully that that'll happen uh may not happen right away but that'd be the goal and uh and we'll see what happens lady draws a lot uh i see some comments here she's uh says you guys have been amazing enjoy the break i'm All always right. gonna put a comment up like that thank you lady draws a lot uh <laughs> and i don't think i've seen you in the morning show ever so uh thank you for for being here same with uh miss miss texas heart oh i've heard of miss texas heart yeah uh, we, i think he she's called been around her out uh today or yesterday or something she says i try to keep the use it or lose it mentality it's the truth jacob angaro says love the new show it's good to see nma back too uh, great, G great to hear these things. Thank you guys for the uh, the positive comments. And no uh, and today. and one more check out the Discord. One more call for that. Nobodyathlete.com/slash/discord. Um, join the community, the uh, growing and very engaged plant based community there. And um, and then I'll just uh, Matt. I think that the 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 sign of whether this is gonna this strength work that you're doing is gonna be consistent or not is. Um, you know, I'd love I'd love for people to chime in on the over under of when you're going to start showing up to these live feeds in tank tops so you can show off your, Ooh, your that, growing muscles. Um, it's going to be a long time till I till I do that. I don't know. You're looking mighty shredded underneath that that yeah. green shirt there. I think a new uh, coffee shirt from the new coffee shop in in town. Oh, I like it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm, I don't think I'm. I'd, I'd like to know what the overrunners are on that one. But, uh, <laughs> I'm always going to go over. It's, 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 I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this was fun. Thanks for the people who joined live. And thanks uh, for everyone who's been patient with us on the podcast feed yes. of Nobody Athlete Radio. Definitely. We am excited to be back. All right. Sounds good. Talk to everyone soon. All right. Bye-bye.